Hey there, and welcome back to the Choose Joy Give Grace podcast. My name is Mel. I'm your host, and we're going to have a grand old time. Today, I have a very special guest, Miss Lacey. Woo-woo. Um, She is, I mean, how long have I known you now? Like, since you were four. Since I was four. Yes. Came busted in <laughs> on the scene in that Sunday school room. And let me know who you were very quickly. Yes. I love it. We've, we've been great friends ever since. All right, real close. Like my other mama. <laughs> yes. Um, and so today, I asked her to come on the podcast. Podcast because she has a wealth of knowledge and wisdom on all things and especially this topic that we will introduce real soon but I want to introduce her first so Lacey choose joy give grace was born on the like saying choose joy give grace which is my life motto yes so what is your like life motto um I would say my goal I don't really have a sweet little tiny <laughs> motto to go by but it's to just be a classy Christian lady and at Mm -hmm. this stage of my life I'm 41 and I'm often thinking about later in life and the different stages that I'm going to be walking through and I just want to be remembered as somebody that loves Jesus we've got so many great ladies to look up to in our church and Mm -hmm. I want to be a pillar and you know just if I can be remembered for that and nothing else that would be great that's the exact word that came to mind was like a pillar like I don't know if that's just something we've always used yes something like a very strong yeah you know steady stable yeah one that takes a stance for the Lord so um and so as far as like why I asked you to come on here is like you've been I mean you've been my second phone call outside my mom my own mom I love it for most of my life as far as like <laughs> and I love your mom and wanting like guidance on things and especially you've been such a huge role model in this area of modesty Thank which is what know. we're going to be talking about today um which I think your answer to the question about like your life motto is just like sums up exactly why I wanted you to talk mm-hmm. about this with me because you have you just have a way of presenting it that's really attainable mm-hmm. and not, like, scary and, like, this is what you should be doing type of thing. I'm excited about this. I feel like it's not something that you hear a lot about, Mm-mm. and I wish we were more comfortable talking about it. Yeah. And it was a little more of an open subject. It's very hush-hush because people don't want to be told what to do anymore. Right. They don't want to be told that they're... Very against society's yeah. ways. Um, and that's one thing, like, when you first hear the word modesty, you automatically go to, like, what you should be wearing. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly, like, I don't want this episode to be a what not to wear episode. Mm-hmm. We'll leave that to TLC. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want it to lay the foundation of how to use discernment um, and understanding that modesty is going to look different for different people. Yes. Different personalities, different body types, yes. different, all the things. It encompasses so much. Yeah. We're more all, than what we wear. I mean, I definitely think that's part of it, but we've all been schooled on that. (laughs) Right. Um, And so I really want us to focus on thinking outside of the box. We'll touch a little bit on, like, the clothing aspect, but very little compared to what it really encompasses. And just to kind of give you an idea of what, like, people around us think modesty is, I asked over on my Instagram, and pretty much every answer said something about – how we dress. One person mentioned bringing honor and glory to God, mm-hmm. um, surrounding yourself with pure thoughts, um, people that respect Christ, um, and then just being appropriate. So, I mean, that's the gist, but yeah. we're going to deep dive into it. And I feel it. like that sums it up. Like, I mean, I would say it basically is pointing 
the attention not to yourself, right. but maybe reflecting it off of you to the Lord. Right. Well, and that's like, I don't believe that modesty starts with your outward appearance. No. It 100% starts with the heart and intention behind how you present yes. yourself to the world and the attention that you're trying to garner. Is it for yourself or is right. it Right. That's going to drive everything that we do mm-hmm. and say and think and the way that we act. Right. So... When we first met, you brought up the point, and, like, I don't know if this is an actual prefix, but it's, like, in my head it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we broke down the word modesty because each kind of mod is at the beginning of moderation and moderate and modesty. And so that, like... It all kind of... That, yeah. And when you look it up, the dictionary actually says that when you look at it in this way of, like, the same prefix... It's not too far in either direction. It's like Mm -hmm. a happy medium. And so I think that that's one thing about modesty is some people might have this idea that you have to be like totally covered, covered all the things you can't speak up. You're not allowed to say this, say that. Whereas really it's just a happy medium Mm -hmm. of of leaning on the Lord for what you are going to do and what you are going to say, but also like understanding your place and knowing that right. I think you should say everything it, that comes to mind yeah, or that where is exactly everything you want. What we were saying was knowing your lane mm-hmm. and maintaining it well. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I think that's, and, and like you said, that goes into everything that we do, not just in how we dress, but how we act, mm-hmm. how we carry ourselves because we're constantly, I mean, we are walking witnesses yeah. with live testimonies that are being played out every day and it doesn't matter what you think or where you are, someone is always watching or oh, yeah. listening. So it's very, very important. 100%. And so I want to jump into some things that we might not immediately think of when we start thinking of modesty. Um, obviously, we think of clothing. That's mm-hmm. like the first thing that comes to everybody's mind. Um, and something that you've really taught me all growing up is that you can be classy and fashionable while still having it altogether. <laughs> yes. And that can be so much fun mm-hmm. too, to yeah. be like that. You don't have to show everything to everybody. I mean, God didn't, he did make us like that in the very beginning. And right. then Adam and Eve had a little slip and yeah. then we started wearing fig leaves. So, <laughs> so um, they them together. the game changed then, but yeah. yeah. Um, and that's hard too, because as trends are changing, it's like less and less clothing is what's cool Mm -hmm. then as somebody that wants to fit in and be a part of those trends you're like wait a second is this what god's calling me right and again that's where that discernment comes in that you Mm -hmm. mentioned and a lot of that is just um trial and error and we're gonna make mistakes we're not perfect but again going back to what you said about your the position of your heart Mm -hmm. being what is driving you and then just listening for the lord to help lead and guide you and correct those mistakes or maybe you have godly counsel around you and they're pulling you to the side and and offering you a nudge you know in the right direction that's what it takes sometimes too yeah and well that's like we we mentioned before is the godly counsel like the importance of having a, a community and a circle and while not everybody is you know fortunate to have like a big circle even just one or two people that can keep you accountable and people mm-hmm. that you can go to for you know truly solid like godly advice mm-hmm. that's super important and I think that that helps kind of like guide us as we're navigating in this. everything in being a good wife in being mm-hmm. a good mom and being a good husband everything every aspect yeah so behavior how can we be modest in our behavior I feel like this will cover a lot of it like as far as it's kind of a branch for the other ones which were activities 
our speech, mm-hmm. our lifestyle. So we can just kind of jump into that for a second. Well, I think that kind of goes back to what you were saying about people being built differently mm-hmm. and having different personalities. We've got some that are, you know, we've got extroverts versus introverts. Mm-hmm. Extroverts like to be out in front. They like to have the microphone, the spotlight, yeah. make the speeches be loud. But I think you've just got, so they may have a little more of a challenge reigning in not being so bold mm-hmm. versus an introvert might have trouble speaking up at the appropriate times. And then we're just trying to find your lane and, like I said, maintain it well. You you don't want to be too bold right. and too outspoken where you're just known as a loudmouth yeah. and a, you know, demanding individual, whether right. you're a male or female. But if you're female, that certainly doesn't fit the bill very well, especially if you've got a family, you know, and a husband that you're coming home to. They, they don't want to hear that. Yeah. Well, that – so that's a really good segue into, like, submitting – being – in modesty, like submitting to your husband, mm-hmm. and that's another word. When you throw out submit, everybody just yes, like flinches. ears perk yeah. up. Everybody is wondering what's coming it's like a next. No-no word. Yeah, but really, truly, it it's there's freedom in that. Right. There's so much freedom in being willing to submit to a godly husband. Mm-hmm. Let's let's put that out there. That if it's you, not being a doormat, yeah, um, that you're not submitting to somebody who is not walking closely with God. Right. Like at the end of the day, he needs to be leading you spiritually. Um, and ultimately you're submitting to God right. in doing that. And so your faith is in the Lord and you're allowing him to lead you. And in doing that, you follow what he says in honoring your husband. Right. And when you two work together, it's just the perfect pair. Mm-hmm. So, and like kind of in a silly, not silly way, like saying there's freedom in, in submission is like, Sometimes at the end of the day, we don't want to make any more decisions. We're oh. like, decision out. You especially if you if have working, a family yes. and you're working. Like, I mean, for instance, I'm at school with 20 second graders every day. Mm-hmm. When I get home, I don't want to think about anything else. Right. And so, it, as simple as it is, even having, you know, him decide where we're going to eat. Like, I don't want, I don't care. Right. Just like, as long as there's something I can eat there. Please take a, one of these choices off my plate. Yes. You know, yes. take a task so, off my plate. There really is freedom in that submission of like exactly. godly counsel and a godly husband. Um, I wrote down speech to yourself and to others. Yes. Being modest in speech. How does that, what does that look like for you? Well, I think that could go back to what we were saying about being bold, but also um, just that position of the heart Mm -hmm. because there are going to be times when we have to have honest conversations that are Mm -hmm. hard and I struggle with that. I do. I don't like confrontation. Um, usually when I'm going through something, I'm going to lay back, lay back, lay back, lay back. Mm -hmm. And then when I do finally have to say something, I've let it build up so badly that sometimes I'm not able to control how well it comes across. Mm -hmm. And that's a fault of mine, like a weakness I need to work on. But um, I feel like if we just take things and you're praying through situations and asking God to guide your words, mm-hmm. and that way people are seeing truth and love and what we speak, which is what he would represent instead right. of what Lacey wants or what yeah. Mel wants. I want them to hear the Lord because ultimately he's going to be able to resolve the situation much better than we ever yeah. could. Um, it also makes me think of like... How we speak to ourselves. I I had a while back, there was a saying that came across and it was like, 
I think it said, how would you feel if you spoke to your, spoke to others the same way you speak to yourself? Mm -hmm. And it's like looking in the mirror in the mornings and what are you saying to yourself? Or, you know, when you're sitting down at lunch, what are you saying to yourself? Like all of those little things, like, would you ever speak that out loud to somebody? If not, why are you saying it to yourself? Mm -hmm. Because you're loved just as much as everybody else. Right. And I think that it, it's like, feels like a stretch saying that's modesty but sometimes modesty encompasses confidence mm-hmm. and carrying yourself knowing that you're a child of God and that you were fearfully right. and wonderfully made and that's something I had asked Haddon I was like so from a male perspective what does what does modesty look like thinking he would be like well you know He's he thinks very deeply, but for some reason I was expecting like mm-hmm. the generic what you're wearing answer. And he really shocked me and he was saying that like for him, modesty is confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's how you present yourself, which is going right. back to the heart and the intention behind things. And so I think that how you speak to yourself and building yourself up, obviously you don't want to be self centered or conceited, right. but just building yourself up and having your confidence placed in the Lord and not in what the world's And that's just a balancing act that we are going to continue to try to master as we walk through life. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to go through different seasons where it's easier than it was before, or maybe it's going to be harder in the future than it's been in the past, depending on the season that we've been in. Uh, but it's just constantly, we're going to keep making mistakes. Just let's regroup, regather, reassess, and try to do better you know going forward Mm -hmm. like lord help me get back on track here get back in my lane and the other side of what you were saying you know about confidence being represented in modesty that comes to into play when you don't speak up for yourself Mm -hmm. enough i mean it's that again is balance coming out of your shell and having those hard conversations and even just interacting in a relationship like you should, right? you know, and giving honest feedback, whether it's a friendship or a boyfriend, girlfriend, or husband, wife situation, you owe that relationship your part and your part is speaking up and, but you've got to do it in the right tone. We can be bold and strong and we're called to be that as women, especially if you read the stories of the women in the Bible. I mean, they were bold and brave and went through some very frightening times and they were courageous, but it's like this quiet strength. How do you put it in this pretty little package and present it? And again, we're just a work and we're not going to be finished till we get to heaven, but that's like the goal to me, I think, mm-hmm. keeping it classy. Yeah. When I think of when you mentioned Women of the Bible, we went through that in our mm-hmm. Wednesday night class. And it just, I mean, it opened my eyes to just how deep their stories went. Yes. Um, I learned so much in those studies. Thinking about Ruth and how she really did have a quiet strength. She's She left her family. Mm-hmm. She left everything she knew to potentially be single the rest of her life, mm-hmm. like, and be rejected wherever she was headed. Right. But it's like, when you look at her heart and her intentions behind and her, her faith. She, yeah. Yes. It really, like, it, it, she's just, like, in my mind, she's a really classy lady. Mm-hmm. And so. And that means also, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there, like, not having vulgar speech. Mm. And not saying, um, you know, rude things and thinking before you speak mm-hmm. and trying to hold your tongue because a lady with class, which defines what a lady is to me, um, she knows how to speak and is well-spoken mm-hmm. and we would speak biblically out of love and encouraging one another, edifying yeah. each other. So 
all but, of those things are encompassed yeah. with that. An example, like somebody that automatically comes to my mind for that is my high school principal. Oh, she yes. just has a way. She not only carries herself with such class, <laughs> but like when she speaks, it's very it's articulated yes. and thought out. And um, like I just I have such an admiration mm-hmm. for that. And you know, she didn't get there on her own. She did. She it's again, it's that like quiet strength and that without continual walk with Christ that gives her that. And that's the biggest key. We're not going to read a book. I mean, we do need to be studying the Bible, but Mm -hmm. there's not a help book out there like how to be perfect in all of these areas. It's just asking the Lord to work through you and he's going to correct us and make us better and, you know, greater for his purposes. Yeah, 100%. Um, Another friend that I had asked about modesty, she mentioned that in our walk with God, we can be modest. And this like totally threw like, a wrench in my thought process, but she said, be mindful of other people who are new to the faith and feel overwhelmed by others who are further into their journey or have more biblical knowledge. Mm -hmm. And it's something like I've thought about, but I had never kind of matched it with modesty as far as like being a modest Christian. Yeah. And not feeling, not presenting yourself like you have all the answers. Right. Um, it can be really intimidating to go into anything new, Mm -hmm. especially something like Christianity. Right. It changes the course of your whole life yeah. and eternity. And so her mentioning that, that you can have modesty in your walk with God, just kind of like opened my eyes. And I think like, I, like we said earlier, moderation, like Jesus needs to be your all and everything that your life mm-hmm. is pointing towards. Um, but there's also like, I think that you don't want to be, full of yourself and right that. and that goes back to being humble mm-hmm. which isn't to me is almost a synonym for modesty yeah you know it's I don't have it all figured out I, I think it's our jobs to get up in the morning and be the best that we can be in the way we dress in the way we act in the work that we perform every day you know in the way that we carry ourselves be the best that you can be because you're representing Jesus but we don't have it all figured out mm-hmm. so we've got to keep that humble spirit right and like the way that we carry ourselves is a is a bigger testimony to to pointing to Christ than sometimes anything we could ever mm-hmm. say to somebody. Yes. And so when you carry yourself with that godly confidence and in in humbleness and humility, it points people towards that because they say, "Hey, wait. You're not doing things like the world is doing. You're not acting like the world mm-hmm. is. You're not speaking like them. You're not dressing like them." Why? Why? What do you have yeah. that they don't have? Um, even sometimes, like, the joy that we have. Yes. Um, How are you happy? How can you smile going through this? Yeah. Even something as little as, like, in car line at work. Normally, normally, knock on wood, we're all out there smiling, waving, like, saying hey mm-hmm. to parents. And one day, a parent asked one of the ladies out there, they were like, how are you out here smiling, like, all the time? And her response to them was like, Jesus, because I have Jesus in my heart. Mm-hmm. And they were just kind of like, oh. It's a very real thing. Yeah, and so even at a Christian school, like, people are wondering, oh, how are you? I mean, it's, and like I say all the time, like, choosing joy does not mean that you can't have hard days. Right. But it also means that even your hard days, like, you can find joy in right. them. And so, even if that means smiling Because happiness Carline, is fleeting, but joy stays with us, yeah. even in Carline. Yeah, joy is not <laughs> circumstantial. Right. So, um... Yeah, and we talked about different personalities. Um, there's, and 
there's times that I look back on a situation and I'm like, I could have handled that so much differently. We I all have this like, now. All the time. And the way I handled it probably didn't point people to Jesus. Right. Like, all day, every day with my students, I'm like, oh, probably could have said that in a different tone. or It's like, like kind of critiquing myself all day long. But at the end of the day, like, what were your intentions behind it? Right. And then the other half of that is we're going to rely on God's grace mm-hmm. that is just so great to get us... On to the next one. Yes. Every single day. Um, So, as then this is kind of a personal question for you. You're a mom to a girl, your Mm -hmm. only girl, my best friend Lauren, who's been on the (laughs) podcast before too. Um, How did you navigate the desire to allow her to follow the trends and you wanting to follow the trends, um, but also navigating that, like, evolving fashion, but... How am I trying to ask this? How did you still allow that choice while still developing discernment? Well, I want to say a couple of things about that. First of all, I would say I learned the most about modesty, and I've told you this before, but from my husband. Mm -hmm. He just showed me from a male perspective that things are a lot different in the way that we, we dress and the way that we carry ourselves. So I've learned the most about modesty from him, Mm -hmm. and then I was able to implement that with you know, Lauren, but she, I've known probably since the time that she was two, that she wanted to pick out her own clothes. <laughs> and so that's when that began, if not earlier than that. Yeah. And I remember talking to my mom one day and she was like, Lacey, just let her pick out her own clothes. It's fine. And I was like, okay. And then as she grew, you know, into preteens, mm-hmm. then we had to start having those conversations. I would say one thing that I definitely tried to do for myself, but this also helped me with Lauren, was set a good example. Mm -hmm. And then I remember we had a conversation in the Justice um, dressing room one day about a pair of shorts, and we had to sit there and have a little come-to-Jesus meeting, literally, and bring him into that conversation about, this is what these shorts look like, and then we had another pair that was acceptable, and this is what these shorts look like, Mm -hmm. and as they look like this on your body, this is what you're telling people. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you don't have to get really deep, but just continuing to reinforce that. And I think at the end of the day, it goes back to that position of the heart. And Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful that she has a heart for the Lord and wants to honor him. And that keeps her from going over the line. We still have conversations, not arguments, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, mom, do you feel like this is too tight or too short? And I ask the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I check myself before I leave the house because I don't want any issues. Mm-hmm. I still have issues sometimes. Yeah. I think my <laughs> slip was showing on stage a few months ago <laughs> um, when I was up at the front of the church, which was just so embarrassing. But just maybe like an inch of it had fallen down. And I just don't want any slip ups, but I'm not perfect and mm-hmm. things are going to happen. And so we just continue to have that open conversation about why modesty is important and how to, you know, keep that godly look about you, but still be on trend. I mean, I know we want to wear all the things all year long and all the seasons bring different challenges. We've got swimsuit season and we've got, you know, skinny jeans and now crop tops are in and all those things. And I want her to have fun with style. I mean, she's a girl. That's part of enjoying it. I enjoy picking out clothes and being fashionable, but you can do it in a very tasteful way that, you know, makes you look classy and very ladylike. And remember that the Bible calls us to be set apart 
in everything that we do. And so I want people to look at us as a group and be like, hey, this is NBBC girls. <laughs> you know, like they're rocking it over yeah. there. They've got it going on. They don't look like the rest of the crowd. Mm-hmm. So I think even within like the, the community of like church and things like that, like even our style, like at our church, we take our fashion very mm-hmm. seriously. Yes, like we, we are do. all dressed to the nines, like on the trends, yes. but on the trends and a modest way yes um and in a way that still glorifies God and mm-hmm. isn't bringing attention to ourselves and it really doesn't matter what anybody else is doing at the end of the day when I lay my head down on my pillow I've got to answer to him mm-hmm. and I will stand before him one day for all the choices that I've made yeah 100%. and what I've taught you know Lauren and everyone in my class and those things so I mean it's good to keep that big picture in mind yeah so Going back to what you said about being the example, a saying that I've heard and that I just love is that more is caught than taught. Yes. Your kids and the people around you will see so much more of what you do and pick up on that than anything you try to tell them. Mm-hmm. And that, and to like, if you're telling them one thing and doing the other, like, what do you expect to happen? Right. <laughs> like, that's just simple, like, basic psychology. Because so, you could say it all day, but yeah. it's not going to have the same value as you living right. it. And that's calling on Jesus and going to him in your hard times and being respectful of your husband, you know, in your marriage and not putting him down and just all the things, praying when times are hard and getting in your Bible Mm -hmm. and having a consistent walk with the Lord and showing up for church and there never being a question about that. That's how you raise your babies. Yeah. Um, so my like kind of God moment and then I'll, I'm going to ask you about yours as far as like because we had very different upbringings mm-hmm. um and kind of how you got where you are now and your mindset about this and in your life and stuff but I had written down that I didn't get here because of what I did um let me start over I didn't get here because I did whatever I wanted I didn't do things the way that everybody around me was doing them I got here because of how I present myself and how I treat others mm-hmm. um both in my career and um in my podcast and all my different endeavors, I didn't get where I am with it because I just willy-nilly made decisions all on my own. Right. It came from how I treated others, how I, how I presented myself. Um, and I was only able to sustain that through seeking God and seeking exactly. godly counsel. Um, because I think sometimes we can get caught up in trying to do everything on our own and then just making decisions and then looking back and saying, what happened where mm-hmm. did the train derail um and so I'm really thankful for the church community that I was able to grow up in yes they gave me that accountability um and presenting myself modestly but what does that look like what did that look like for you not growing up in um consistently in church and things like that I would have to say um I had two really great examples for that my mom always kept it modest and mm-hmm. she is a beautiful woman And then also my grandmother, my dad's mom, she was a classy lady that, I mean, you just never questioned anything. Even the way she ran her home Mm -hmm. was very classy. She was the one that instilled like family traditions and the importance of those with me. So I think all of this um, has pushed me or helped lead me to where I am today. Those were seeds that were planted when Mm -hmm. I was a very young girl. Um, I have my other grandmother, my maternal grandmother, who always had me at church and always had her Bible out on the table. Mm. And I showed you that Bible cover that I bought with her when I was nine that we just um, 
brought back out and trying to bring that to life. But those are seeds that were planted. I knew like if I was at her house, we were going to church, packed church clothes. We were going to VBS. We were going to Sunday school. Um, and then when we went anywhere with her to visit any family, I mean, it wasn't TV time. Mm-hmm. It was Bibles out on the table. We're oh, studying wow. the word. Yeah, all the time. So I remember getting a pen and a notepad and just wanting to write something in my Bible somewhere. <laughs> I so, think that's where we get it now. Yeah. And then just off of that, you know, I gave my life to the Lord officially at the age of 16 mm-hmm. and knew the truth of what Jesus was and what he represented. And then when I ended up getting in a hard spot in my life a little bit later on, I just reverted back to that truth. Like I know he's real and I know that his ways work. And so Caleb and I like basically ran to the cross and that has helped save what we have and grow it to what it is now, which is an absolute miracle from the Lord and such a blessing. So that's crazy what those little bitty seeds I know can do. <laughs> Just like the song. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I guess in closing, mm-hmm. unless you have any more thoughts you would like to I share. I do want to read um, one Bible verse, if that's okay. Yeah. Or actually a couple. Um, this is First Peter 3, 1 through 4. Likewise, likewise, you wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word... They also may, without the word, be won by the conversation of the wives. While they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, whose adorning let not be that outward adorning of plaiting of hair, or of wearing of gold, or of putting on apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God, of great price. And I just think that speaks to our role as women in the home, whether you're a daughter, whether you're a sister, whether you're a mom, and we're going to be grandmothers, Mm -hmm. how important our role is that we have so much impact on pointing those in our home to Christ. And part of that is being modest. 100%. I love that. Um, so there's no ABCs for modesty. No, there's none because like we said earlier, we are all so different. Yes. Um, but some questions that we can ask ourselves as we move into trying to glorify God through all of the things we do every day in life, um, we can start breaking those down. So I'll read the first one, which is start by asking if the way you are carrying yourself brings attention to yourself and is it negative attention? Okay. And then you need a close walk with the Lord to gain discernment, and that's ever-growing and changing. We'll never have it all figured out, but we want to become more and more right. knowledgeable. Um, I want to touch on discernment really quick, so we're going to put a pin in those. Um, okay. I read a, a quote by Charles Spurgeon the other day that somebody had posted, and it says, Discernment is not a matter of simply telling the difference between right and wrong. Rather, it is telling the difference between right and almost right. Yes. Um, and so in the world so that we live good. in today, it's so hard sometimes to navigate. Well, like, this is okay. Okay, but is it kind of okay, or is this... Or is is it what God says? Mm-hmm. And so navigating that and using discernment, which comes from the Holy Spirit, um, is a huge aspect of navigating. So honesty. important, too, because a tool of the enemy is, as Christians, he's not going to give us, like, blatant lies. He's no. going to change those truths mm-hmm. to half-truths or maybe even, like, quarter-truths if yeah. you want to go there. They'll just be slightly off. So we've mm-hmm. got to know God's Word, and we've got to be in relationship with Him 100%. in order to be able to discern the difference. Um, do I look different to the world in a good way? I love this one. 
because you can look different to the world. Yes. <laughs> but. Right. Um, so is it a positive, um, are you, are you a positive impact in the world? Because we are called to be set apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just something to remember is all the negative attention is temporary. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just, I think about high school, like all the people that thought high school was going to be their jam and then all the people that thought college was going to be their jam. And it might've been because they were getting all of this attention, but it was negative attention right. and it's temporary. They're the ones that most of the time you're like, Oh, that's what happened. <laughs> and just to speak on that real quick, Mel, I know we don't want to really get off on what we're going to wear, but if you're dressing for attention, mm-hmm. it's not going to last. No. Lust does not last. No. And it's just going to be temporary. It's not going to be fulfilling or things that really, you know, fill that void in your heart. Yeah. So you need to be going for, the goal is much bigger. And this is like a tangent, but um, like a, I'm trying to figure out how I was going to say it, but like lust usually leads to other things. Mm-hmm. And that again is temporary. Mm-hmm. And so just being mindful of that when you walk out of the house, like. What kind of attraction am I trying to garner? Right. Um, and am am I am I creating an opportunity for somebody to think in this way mm-hmm. about me? Um, and just like, do you want somebody thinking like thinking right. about you like that? That's not your husband. Like, I don't know. Like me personally, and this is also like, I mean, I I have the Holy Spirit's discernment in that. But, like, I don't want other people looking at me. I don't. The world is a very dangerous place, and that's playing with fire. Yeah. And so that's, like, being mindful of, like, are you giving other people an opportunity Mm -hmm. to think about that? And that's, I mean, that can be controversial because they're, like, they need to take care of themselves. But, okay, you need to take care of yourself, too. That's right. We all have a responsibility to ourselves and to the Lord. Yeah. So that's all I have. Unless you have anything you'd like to add. I don't think I do. But this was so, so much fun. I'm great. Thank yes. you for having me on. I'm so glad you were here. We'll have to do it again. I love this topic. <laughs> yes. I knew you would be the perfect person I for it. I love it. Thank you, Mel. Yes, of course. Well, guys, thanks for listening and thanks for joining us. Um, I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day or week or whatever time it is that you're listening to this and we will see you or I guess I won't see you but we will chat with you later thanks for listening and don't forget to choose joy give grace